You remember last week we said um, we finished our uh, four-part mini-series on all the Gospels, four Gospels, one Jesus. And I mentioned that the first three, uh, Matthew, Mark and Luke, were the synoptic Gospels. The reason I'm uh, saying that today, synoptic, you'll remember, is they're similar in many ways. Uh, This parable, which is the parable of the sower, they've taken it from Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 8, but it's actually found in the other two synoptic Gospels. So this is a great example of of this story being told in the first three uh, Gospels. And and my job uh, this morning is just to explain a bit about what they've just done, which I thought was was excellent. Uh, Jesus explained it. When they said, well, you know, what's it all mean? Jesus then explained it, and he explained it like this. He said, in verse 11, the seed is the word of God. It's the Bible. Okay, the seed is the word of God. And this is, this is what we start with. Okay, this is where we've really got to come back to, to grow and mature and uh, flourish in life. Jesus says the seed is the word of God. So, uh, Psalm chapter 1 verse 2 says, Blessed is the one, goes on to say, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, the Bible, and on his law he meditates day and night. And so it starts here. This is a sacred collection of books, 66 in all, and it's God's word to you and to us, and Jesus is revealed in the scriptures to us, and it also shows us how to become more like him. So we need to know it and live it. So what did the parable of the sower say about this? He said, Jesus said, verse 12, those, so we've got the word of God is the seed, those along the path are the ones who hear So they hear the word of God, but the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts. Um, I've done enough Alpha courses and Y-Up courses to know and preaching that some people, they really, really get it and they take it in. Others, they just just ignore it and and they just don't believe it. They they choose not to believe it. They maybe uh, mock it. They maybe say, this is old-fashioned, it's not for life now. And they go literally their own way. They're the people on the path or the road. Verse 13, he explains what the rock means when he says those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it. So when they first hear it, they think, this is wonderful. Jesus died for me so I can have a relationship with God and be with him forever. This is brilliant, this is brilliant. And they take all the good stuff, um, but he says they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. I always find it interesting this, he's when he says, but in the time of testing. He doesn't say if they're tested. He says in the time of testing. There's, a, uh, there's an expectation that once you give your life to Jesus, once you live, listen to his word, there are going to be testing times. And some people fall away. So when the difficulties hit, uh, or life's not going your way, or God's not working for me, then I'm just going to walk away, whether it's from church or God. They're not really ready for those times of testing. Uh, really, we're saved. Everything else is a blessing. And if we can look at life like that and realise, actually, we don't deserve anything, but God has gifted us so many things. James chapter 1, verse 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I don't do that. I moan about them. I don't consider it pure joy. Because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So when those testing times comes, it means I've got to persevere. I've got to persevere with the word of God. I'm persevering in God. And he's enabling me and give me the strength to carry on. Even when those troubled times hits, you don't walk away. You're not ignoring scripture. In fact, you're drawn closer to God. 
There's a book in my study, a really old book, by a man called, uh, I hope I say this right, Juan Carlos Ortiz. And the book's a simple uh, book, it's just called Disciple. And he was telling the story, and it's a, another story, if you like, a parable, um, about what we have from God is a gift. And he's having this sort of prayer and to and fro uh, with God. And he says, um, he says that he's in his prayer life and, and, and he says, God, thank you so much for my job. And he, and, and he feels God say to him, yeah, do you know what? I'm, you, no, you're not having that job anymore. It's mine. He goes, well, if you take away my job, how am I going to feed my family, my wife, my children? Oh, you've got wife and children as well. I'll take them. They're mine. They're not yours. Well, then I'm living in this big house. All of my, Oh, you've got a house. I'll have that as well. That's mine. But then I'm only left with the money in my pocket. I'll have that money. That's not yours. That's mine. So I'm just left in the clothes I'm standing in. This is where it gets a bit embarrassing. He says, you're not going to have those clothes no more. Give them to me. They're mine. He's left with nothing. He's stripped naked. And he's facing a God who said, it was all mine. But you know what? I'm going to gift it all back to you. It's my gift to you. And I want you to steward it. But remember, it's mine. And I can take it at any point. We're not owed anything in this life. We're blessed in this life. We've been saved. Everything else is a bonus. Verse 14, Jesus um, said, the seed that fell amongst the thorns, so those ones that couldn't grow because all the weeds were there, uh, stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked. They're choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they don't mature. They're not able to grow. And I suppose for us, what that means is there's so many distractions in life. We get choked don't we, with all the other stuff going on. And what I've learned, and actually to cost in those trials that God sends and develops perseverance, is we must have, it's it's a simple really, a daily reliance on God. I know that sounds basic, but so often we're thinking of things far away. Today is today. Today is a day the Lord has made. And today is, I want to embrace I'm here now. I'm not thinking necessarily about the next thing or the Sunday roast. By the way, I haven't got one today. Everyone's out. Um, but I'm not even thinking about that. No, it wasn't even in my head. It just came out. Um, I've lost my thought. Anyway, Jesus said, Matthew 6:33, about when he's talking about worry, he says, but if you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Today is the day the Lord has made. Live in the moment. There's people out there making millions out of this new thing about living in the present and mindfulness. It's not new. Jesus told us this 2,000 years ago. Live in the present. It is literally a gift from God. I have no guarantee of my tomorrow. And if anything the last 15 months has taught us, it's that. We do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. What I do know is God is with me now. And I'll face today. We seek his kingdom, his righteousness. It's faith in God rather than putting our faith in even our health or our possessions or our money. But then we've got the good soil in verse 15. But the good seed on, on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and persevere, and therefore they produce a crop. It's the opposite of all of what he said before and warned of. It means we will honour God's word, we'll stand firm in God's word, we'll persevere whatever the circumstances. There are no guarantees of an easy life, but just that God will be with you through it. We'll seek his ways, and we'll make a difference in this world. We'll produce a crop, maybe a hundred times more, making a difference in the world. And how does that happen? He finishes with verse 16, he effectively says, you're the light. 
You're the light. Jesus said he is the light of the world, and he says that you are the light of the world. Now, we've come into this building, the lights have to be switched on. Okay, the lights, if we switch them off, they're not going to be any purpose. They're sitting there doing nothing. Lights are meant to be switched on. Christians are meant to show light into the dark world. They are, lights are bright, Christians bright. Lights light up a dark room, Christians can light up a dark world. People should notice you and me as we shine, as we go out, like we've switched the light on. And so, if we want to be rooted in the good soil, we need to know the word of the Lord and also the Lord of the word. We need to know the word of God and we need to know Jesus, God the Father and the Holy Spirit in us, working. It means that we can face, like many of you have, all of us really, uh, this past uh, 15 months, a time of testing. And we can have our questions about who sent the virus, who's allowed the virus, or whatever else is going on in your life. Consider it pure joy, because it builds us our perseverance. That's tough to say that in the middle of a pandemic, but trials and tribulations do test our faith, some people would have walked away uh, because of this. Others, and I'll include myself in this, have, have had to draw closer to God. It's been the only hope, the only hope. We seek first his kingdom rather than get choked with worry. Honestly, the people who, when, when I speak to people, there's so much worry in the world. There is so much to worry about. But actually, today is today that the Lord has made. And there's many blessings we can think about instead as we go about being the light of the world. Um, on a personal note, uh, and, and actually loads of people have been through hard times, but Andrew and I, you know, three years, we've, it's been like a tsunami of things. Have happened. It's like one after the other, and loads of people have that, so I'm not looking uh, for any kind of favouritism, and it's the same for many people. But there is a temptation that can come our way, where you say, I might just come off the path. I might, maybe on one of the other seeds. Maybe it would be easier for me to change scripture to suit my personal circumstances. But we made a decision, we chose God, and we chose his word, and as tough as that is, the blessing comes, it does. And we've decided he's our rock, we're going to rely on him, and he's given us peace. And the only way that's happened is living one day at a time, and being grateful for today, and total reliance on God. We've had reliance in our church family, and Gary has been saying how brilliant it's been with the church family. You know, there's things going on with him um, having his treatment, and he's just continually singing the blessings and praise of God. This is, he, he's, he's, got a, he's got a trial, and a tribulation has come to him, like many of you, but he's choosing that path. He's choosing to stay rooted in the word. He's choosing to be good soil. He wants to grow. Jesus, we're going to sing it in a, in, a, in a short while, is our living hope, and he's our daily hope every day. The church is important. I'm so glad that you're here, whether it's on camera or here, but I'm looking forward to us uh, being here, because as I finish, and as I allude to this, um, it's important to know that to be good soil, we're family, and we should be encouraging one another, because it is hard sometimes, and trouble does hit, and that's when you need to lean on our fellow brothers and sisters. It's not always easy uh, keeping ourselves as the good soil, but one thing that can really help is that we don't have to do it alone. God is with us, and so are our church family. And we cheer each other on. That encouragement can make a huge difference. So, Charlotte has devised this plan, which she's asked me. I'm just reading this now. This is Charlotte's words. If you're here in the church, you would have found a pen and a piece of paper with a petal shape on your chair. 
If you're watching from home, perhaps you can find a piece of paper and a pen during the next song. As we finish and praise God together and thank him that he's our living hope day by day, whatever life throws at us, he comes first. I'm going to seek first his kingdom and I'll get perseverance. Uh, as, we, as we sing the next song, Charlotte's encouraging us to spend a moment thinking of your church family and to write down a message of hope and encouragement for them. If you're here in person, leave those messages on your chair as you go. If you're at home, you can post us the message if you'd like or send us a picture of it. And Charlotte will put, put all of those together this week to make a flower of encouragement which we'll share with the church to bless and encourage everybody as we work to be good soil and to take care of the precious seed we've been given. God bless you.